Welcome to Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. This talk show addresses strategies for thinking in today's complex aviation world. Now, here's Ben Coleman, President of Aerospace Management System Institute, Board Member of Professional Aerospace Maintenance Association and National Aviation Safety Foundation. He's the anchor host for Plane Time Stressing Aviation Maintenance. He has over 3,000 hours of flight time around the world and is today's host. Hello everyone, I'm Ben Coleman, your anchor host here for the Florida Aviation Network, coming to you live and in the clear here at the Central Florida Aerospace Academy at Sun and Fun number 49. It's the Sun and Fun Aerospace, it's an international expo, and if you're not here, you should be here. Uh, if you're watching this live, uh, which you could be doing this on your cell phone out walking around the flight line. So uh, come here to the Aerospace Center for Excellence, who we happen to have someone that knows a little bit about the Aerospace Center for Excellence, Mr. Eric Crump. Eric? I hope I know something about it. You better know something, because you're wearing it on your shirt. Yeah, so it's on the shirt, so it's official. Uh, Eric, I would like to play like I didn't know you, and, you know, how are you, who are and you, what do you do? We haven't done this 12 and, times, 20 times. However... Uh, Things, uh, I think this is the second time since you've assumed your new position. No, you it's the first one. This is the first. That's right. There were rumors was, of a position change last year. It was but, just announced. But it was okay. announced right after the fly-in, yep. So okay. this is my first Sunday fun in my official capacity as the executive director for the Aerospace Center for Excellence. In the big shoes. The, the big shoes. Yes. Okay, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's get just... Jump right into it. Let's do it. What do you? Th what do they do at Sun and Fun? What can you do at Sun? So, I think the interesting thing, of, of this opportunity that Sun and Fun provides us, it's like an open house, right? So, when Sun and Fun is over, I think a lot of people assume that this place just shuts down and we all wait until next year when it's Sun and Fun again. But, but we don't. Okay. So, as the executive director for ACE, my responsibility is the other fifty-one weeks of the year. So during the fly-in, it's like an open house for us. So um, we have a program called Junior Aces. It's youth workshops. So, I mean, you're very familiar with our workshops and the outstanding quality that Marsha puts on uh, through that program. Um, Junior Aces is a youth workshop program, and it, it occupies the Beulah Restoration Center mm -hmm. as well as Skylab Innovation Center right across the street from us. And so the purpose of that facility is to allow kids to come in and really experience the buffet of aviation so they're actually building the fuselage of a Xena 750 mm -hmm. in Bueller right now. Mm -hmm. um, we have the Air Force here with uh, two of their flight simulators. We've got uh, radio soldering, so you can go in and build your own aviation band radio with an earbud and go listen to the air show later this afternoon. Come to Skylab, and you're going to get into our Redbird Flight Simulation Lab, get to play with our flight simulators, uh, learn from Siemens uh, Engineering about electronics and how the future of aviation is in the computer code. Mm -hmm. And then also go into our robotics lab and actually run a, a robot in a simulation of exploring Mars. So, I mean, it's, it's everything. It's mm -hmm. all the things, but it lets mm -hmm. kids sort of experience what aviation is and, and help them find their role in it. It sounds like a lot of neat, neat stuff that's paving our way into what I'm kind of paying attention to, space. Mm -hmm. And aerospace, uh, we have used the term aviation for so many years, and it's just been ingrained in us. But aviation is really aerospace, is it not? It is. So, you know, most people forget that uh, before NASA was NASA, they were NACA first. 
And even today, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration still has a huge aeronautic component of what they do. They still do a lot of flight testing mm -hmm. through Dryden and JPL and several other places. They're, they're actively involved in the aviation side, the air side, inside the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, and so our job is to, is to help educate folks on how those things live together, right? So when I was a kid watching the space shuttle launch, the idea that we could ever go to space in a commercial capacity that I would be able to give somebody money and get on a rocket and go to space was science fiction. Mm -hmm. It's, it was Buck Rogers stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's not science fiction anymore. People are doing it. Yes. In my kid's lifetime, that may be a thing. You go to the local spaceport and you actually pay for you know, your weekend in space. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, but so we really do have to start thinking about the system. You can't get to space without going through the atmosphere first. <laughs> so... We, we gotta, and you can't come back from space without dealing with air once you get back inside the atmosphere. So the, the, the concepts really do dovetail very well together. Yeah, you just, you just said the S word for systems. I'll, don't get me started on that yet, but I will get started on it. But Eric, what do you do um, now that you're in your new role? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of new programs starting up. Sure. What do you do to stay fresh with what's going on in industry other than read? Yeah, watch so TV? Th yeah that's an interesting question. Um, I get asked that a lot, um, and I've been asked that throughout my career. And it's funny because even my own family, I think people think if you're not a full-time pilot in the airplane every day, well, you're not a pilot anymore. You know, that, well, all of a sudden you can't fly. Um, in my capacity as an educator throughout my career, you know, I've asked people, you know, what do you want to do? And they say, I want to be a pilot. I said, okay, but what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to be a pilot. Well, that's like saying you want to be a doctor, right? So there's lots of different kinds of doctors, and some of them don't see patients, mm -hmm. but they're all doctors. Mm -hmm. you know, some mm -hmm. of them don't work in medicine, mm -hmm. but they're still doctors, right? Mm -hmm. So pilot is a very wide-ranging term. Um, and so even though I don't actively fly every day, um, I do still get to fly as a reserve pilot on a King Air 350. I, I love the King Airs. I've always loved them. Mm -hmm. I haven't flown all of them yet, but maybe I'll eventually I'll check off my King Air bingo card. Um, I love flying King Airs. I still get to do that. That's fun. Um, but then also I try to stay as active as I can um, in flight simulation. You know, where we've gotten to with technology these days, with simulation, mm -hmm. is so far ahead of the original Microsoft flight sim that I started on <laughs> that was in black and white with no scenery, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is so easy. You can maintain instrument proficiency now without ever getting in an airplane, mm -hmm. you know, thanks to some regulatory relief from the FAA. And I think... I think these are great things. You know, it's not just an airplane to stay current, but you're right. There's, you know, technology has provided a simulation, but also the availability to hear from industry experts in a way that we couldn't hear from before. So um, I do read an awful lot, and I'm fortunate, like you are, to have a lot of friends who do lots of cool things in aviation that I don't do, mm -hmm. and I ask them a lot of questions. You know, I used to, uh, I was, uh, the jury was out as far as the simulation uh, mm -hmm. taking part of and being able to get current and simulator but i tell you it's really uh it's good i mean it's realistic it's very very helpful you can stay proficient in front of a simulator and i think the cool part about that also is that you can fly in areas that you wouldn't otherwise fly so like when you're training pilots in florida and you're talking about density altitude they're like well sure okay well, let's go out to Leadville and let me show you 
Mm. They, there's this, there's an opportunity to get in a 172, and the airplane never leave the ground. Mm. Right? So, fly. <laughs> so flight planning calculations are important. Performance yeah. uh, calculations are important. And simulation gives us the ability to help people visualize flight in a way that even we can't actually do in the airplane. We mm. can't go into ice in a 172 to show you what it'd be like. It's unsafe. But in the simulation, we can replicate what that experience would be like to, sh to give you that visual of what would I do. And by the way, I really want to avoid this in the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, load yourself up with uh, emergency procedures, yeah. I mean, and failures. But yeah. Eric, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... Yeah, you do. Come on, Ben. <laughs> it's the best part of talking, you and Come me. Come on, man. Uh, Year-round programming. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you offer other than when, you know, the lights go off and the crowds leave, you guys and go sit back nap. and you <laughs> take a nap and drink coffee and read magazines, <laughs> right. you know, feet up on the desk. That's okay. not what happens, yeah. but <laughs> yes. What, what, what happens next? Yeah. So I don't think we have enough time in this. Maybe if we use the whole day, I could take you through it. Let me, let me boil it down into simplest cliff terms. Notes. Give me cliff notes. So our mission is to engage, educate, and accelerate the next generation of aerospace professionals. That's the core of everything that we do. And everything that we do falls under one or more of those three buckets, engage, educate, or accelerate. So through Florida Air Museum, we have story time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tuesday at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. pre-K kids, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, who come here, 70 of them, by the way. It's a huge audience. They come here to learn about aviation in the Florida Air Museum through stories and play and singing and dancing. And it's a really fun time. Mm -hmm. But again, if we're not planting the seed early then it's harder for me to fill my summer camps and it's harder for me to fill the two high school programs we have now, right? Mm -hmm. So we start as young as we can. There was a kid who came in uh, two weeks ago. Um, he brought his little brother who was in a car seat. He was three weeks old, um, brought his brother to story time. I was like, all right, that might be a little too young. Okay. I don't think, I don't think he's ready for that yet, but I'm glad you I'll, brought him. I'll, I think I'll that's bite. really cool. I'll bite. <laughs> so, so from that through... Um, our year-round field trip opportunities. So if you're in this region and you can get your school group here, mm -hmm. you can come through and do Skylab all year round. You don't just have to come and do it during the fly-in. Mm -hmm. um, we have outreach opportunities. I have a 25-foot inflatable planetarium. We take it to schools. We take it to civic centers. And we teach kids about space and science and, and help them to love science. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the main thing. Um, but then beyond that, our, our summer camp program, this year we have 15 different summer camps over a five-week period. Mm -hmm. So anything you're into, there's something for you to do here. Mm -hmm. But the teacher development through Classroom to the Sky, we bring in educators and we teach them, particularly math and science educators, and show them how to take aviation concepts and bring them into their classrooms. There's a lot of math and science teachers out there looking for real-world applications for these lessons they're mm -hmm. teaching kids, mm -hmm. but they're not pilots. Well, but we can work together, right? I don't have access to those kids every day, but I have access to the teacher. And if mm -hmm. I can teach the teacher, then I just reached... 100 more students. That's true. That's true. That's, a, that's the boiled down version. Uh, Eric, as you know, here at the Florida Aviation Network, we're all about aviation safety or aerospace safety sure. now. Safety is, um, in some ways, it's a very esoteric term. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a big glob of, what do you mean by safety? And if you break down the word safe, it's free from harm. Uh, well, nobody's really free from harm. Getting I mean, out of yeah, the bed we, this morning, I yeah, almost we, fell out. Yeah. You were not safe. You're not, you're this not morning. safe. Yeah. But uh, but we can do things safely 
and we do any exercise the term safety. Mm -hmm. So how do you integrate safely and safety into your operations? That's a great question. Because so, I mean, so, you don't want to scare kids. Hey, no, you know, no, be you, careful. You, you could fall you and don't. break your neck. You don't. But, uh, um, I don't want to scare kids about the fact that, you know, a meteorite could land on your house tomorrow, but that's about as the odds of you having some kind of, you know, uh, intense incident in aviation, right? So, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm less concerned about encouraging kids to be safe, and more concerned about encouraging kids to not accept unnecessary risk, mm -hmm. right? Because walking down the street has risk. Walking in the middle of the road is unnecessary risk. Right, so it elevates your opportunity for an accident. It does, and so the way we do that, interestingly, when we have kids come in, and I'll just talk about the sim lab. So I have twenty Redbird flight simulators in the classroom; they're all networked together, so the kids can all fly together. It's really fun. Um, I enjoy it. Formation? Uh, not, not, <laughs> not no, no, again. I, no, no, see risk management. Later, later, risk management. Later. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> what we have them do? We ask them, "How many of you think you can fly?" And nobody raises their hand. After 30 minutes, they can take off, do straight-level flight, turns, climbs, descents, you know, basic fundamentals. We ask them, how many of you think you can fly now? And they all raise their hand because what we did was to open the door of opportunity to encourage well, them to think about seeing themselves in an airplane. They learned. But we tell them before they ever begin, we say, this isn't a simulator. It's an airplane. All right? So beyond the fact that it costs money, and I don't want you to break it, I also want you to treat the simulator like it's an airplane. So we're not doing barrel rolls. We're not doing loop-de-loops. Right, we're going to treat it like it's an airplane, and we're really in the airplane. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me, you, especially you get 6th, 7th, 8th graders in there, you think, okay, well, they're going to go nuts with these But they don't. Mm. They don't. You, you tell them, treat it like it's an airplane. Pretend you're really there. And it's, I mean, they are following instructions using the trim tab. I'm like, whoa, look at this. But it, it's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. But it's just setting up that scenario and saying, if, this, if you were really here in this airplane right now, would you feel comfortable doing this? Mm -hmm. well, no, I wouldn't. Okay, well then, let's not do it in simulation either. And that, that's the fundamental of it, uh, Ben, is just from that first interaction with the airplane, take it seriously, don't be afraid of it, take it seriously and respect it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Because gravity is a cruel mistress. We've never lost one up there. They all come back one way or the other, right? Mm -hmm. So rather than focusing on you know, absolute safety, which if you did that, you'd live in a bubble, I guess, maybe, and never go outside or see anybody else. Yeah. But don't accept unnecessary risk. And and also, uh, as I was talking to Tweet uh, earlier about the system, mm -hmm. and the sooner that we can integrate and show folks that there's a very, very well-orchestrated system that we mm -hmm. have been developed through the years to help keep us operating as safely as possible. And I guess it's the sooner we integrate them into the system mm -hmm. uh, to appreciate the standards. And I don't like right. to use the term regulations. Or they're standards. Right. Follow the standards. And uh, but it's uh, and your staff. Uh, are you staffing up or down or what? What's your? Yeah. So we are actively in the staffing up phase. Mm -hmm. So we have an opportunity through a really fantastic partnership with uh, Polk County Public Schools. Mm -hmm. um, who operate this school uh, mm -hmm. here, um, to bring every fifth grader in Polk County here for a field trip next year. Hmm. So that's upwards of, it's over 7,000 kids. That's lofty. It's, it's a lofty goal, and that means we're doing field trips all day, every day. Um, and it also means that 
I need to hire five more people <laughs> yeah. before you know August. And so, um, no, we're definitely in the staffing up phase, um, and it's and it's staffing up because there's still more to do. Like we're we're not done yet. There's there's so many more things we can do. Well, if if things are done right, you'll never be done. I mean, it's because it's, it's the 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 target changes from time to time. Yeah. But from an education standpoint, it's always going to be. Yeah. The same. Well, you know me, Ben. Complacency is not my friend. <laughs> no. I don't. No. I don't like status quo. No. Um, so we're always looking at the next program or the next opportunity or you know how do we reach the kids that we haven't reached before? Mm-hmm. How do we you know keep the other? We were talking about retention before we started filming. You know how do we how do we keep kids? You know, in the mix, how do we mentor them? How do we grow them? Because if it wasn't for the six dudes at my local airport who let me come and watch them build an RV6, I know I didn't know who else to ask aviation questions to. But they let me come in the hangar, and they answered my questions, and they were the sure. foundation of my start, and they kept up with me throughout my entire flying career. Summer camps. Tell me what's going on in the summertime when kids aren't in school. If you're not doing anything and you're bored, if you want to come, we'd love to have you. So I'd love to learn some. Summer summer camp is is fun, and we we've had a robust summer camp program here for many many years, thanks to a lot of very dedicated staff and volunteers who helped make this all happen. Um, but this summer we have five different summer camp offerings that are offered over a five week period. So each week we're offering three different camps. So it's 15 total. But you have STEMtastic, which is for your young kids, for your 7- to 10-year-olds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Destination Aviation takes over after that for that next group up. And then it starts to differentiate. So now you have to sort of pick a path, right, as you get a little bit older. You've experienced some of these other camps. Now let's sort of start refining it. So I have the pleasure of teaching the Take Flight Camp, which is a straight-up, intense fire hose ground school course uh, where the kids are actually going to complete, uh, they're going to learn the basics of cross-country flight planning, mm-hmm. and then complete a cross-country flight as a crew mm-hmm. with an instructor on board, obviously, mm-hmm. um, during their summer camp experience. So we're really excited about that. Future engineering camp. Mm-hmm. So it's all about design and build and, and test. That's going to be a fantastic camp. Excellent. And also She Can Fly to encourage our young female aviators Excellent. to come in and find their community and find a group of people. to See, well, see there are other, other young ladies who are interested in aviation as well. Um, and I'm super jealous for them. Their field trip is to um, iFly. They get to go do indoor Ooh, skydiving. That'd be cool. So I'm, I may sneak <laughs> along on that field trip because that's a lot of fun. I, I may go along just to see you in that chamber. I'd like to see yeah. you floating up in that thing. Yeah, watch my cheeks flap in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spent some time with Fred uh, Hyde, and he's. Sure. We talked about uh, duplication. Make this duplicatable. And uh, there's a lot of progress in that. Yeah. So we're... Portland, Oregon, they're yeah. getting ready to build their high school on their airport property. Denver, Colorado, they're getting ready to build their high school on their airport property. You know, when this was done in 2012, everybody said you can't build a high school on an airport. Why? Well, I mean, I guess you can, because sure we did. Can. The uh, the Winter Haven, uh, the Central Florida Aerospace Academy in Winter Haven, the second campus, mm-hmm. um, opened in January mm-hmm. at the Winter Haven Airport. Yeah. Um, and so... There's just so many opportunities, and and who doesn't want to go to school to learn about airplanes at an airport? I mean, there's, right? It's something magical about right? the airport. Uh, Look out your window. That's what you're going to be doing tomorrow. Night classes, night school. <laughs> yeah. I love nights around the airport. It's yeah. just magical. 
Eric, we're going to uh, let you get on to your next interview because I know you have about three or four more. It is. It's days. it's media day, but it's good. It's good. I I love telling the story. I love being a part of the story. You know, so many people came before me and set this up. I'm just honored to carry the torch for for my leg of the trip. Pay it forward. Pass yep. it on. Eric, take it easy. Thanks, folks. We're going to end this interview and we're going to take a few more trips around the old lap and they're going to go out to the uh, let's go to the flight line. But we'll see you next interview. We hope you've enjoyed today's Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. Please visit our studio website to hear past programs.